0: Well, said Carol Ann, you could try what my big sister Margo did once when she flunked a math test and had to get it signed. She put the paper in with a whole stack of other papers and told my dad he had to sign all of them. She figured he would get so tired that pretty soon he'd stop looking at the papers and just sign. Did it work? No way! He yelled so loud, I thought I'd bust an eardrum. But maybe your dad isn't as smart as my dad. We got off the bus at our street. Just as I was stuffing the paper into my backpack, a gust of cold March wind came along and snatched it away. For a second, I thought all my problems were solved. It would blow away into the clouds. But then I realized the paper might not blow into the clouds. It might blow over to the laundromat around the corner, and someone might pick it up and put it on the bulletin board inside the door. Then the whole neighborhood would think that Bernice Sherwin-Hendricks doesn't even know four ways to keep her body healthy. Or it might blow two streets down and stop right on Boomer Fenton's front steps. It's not that I like Boomer or anything like that, even though he gave me a valentine this year that had a picture of an ice cube tray on it with one ice cube saying to another, you're cool and I gave him a valentine of two monkeys in a tree that said, I'm ape over you. Really, I don't like Boomer. I just sit with him on the bus sometimes so I can see the birthmark on his arm that looks like a dog's head. I decided I wouldn't want my test to land on his front steps where he might see it and stop thinking I'm cool and stop letting me look at his birthmark. Carol Ann and I ran after the paper Every time it came to a stop and one of us was about to grab it, the wind would blow it away again. Finally, Carol Ann caught up with it and jumped on it with both feet. I reached down and grabbed at it. I got the paper, but the corner where Carol Ann was standing ripped off. It looked pretty sad, all wrinkled and torn and covered with dirty sneaker prints. When I got home, I showed it to my big brother, Philip and asked him what he thought mom and dad would do when they saw it. You're dead, Beanhead, he said, and went back to looking at himself in the mirror. Philip is 13 and looks in the mirror a lot. I tried at once to see what could be so much fun about looking in the mirror for half an hour, but all I saw were my fat cheeks, which my brother says looks a lot like a chipmunk's cheeks when when they're full of nuts and my 23 freckles. When I thought about Philip saying I was dead and Carol Ann saying I might not get to watch TV for a year, I decided to use Carol Ann's plan. I put three papers on top of my science test. One was a math paper that said, this is fine work, Bernice. One was a workbook page from last year that the teacher had put a smiley face on. One was a spelling test with 100% written at the top in red. I waited for just the right time to give the papers to mom or dad, but the right time didn't come. At bedtime, I finally had to do it, right time or not. Mom was at the kitchen table paying bills and talking to her checkbook, which meant it was a bad time to give them to her. Dad was in front of the TV watching a basketball game and punching the arm of his chair every few seconds, which meant it was a bad time to give them to him. I decided to leave them with dad since he was in a dark room. I put the papers on the floor in front of him and told him to sign them whenever he had time. Then I ran up to my room and jumped into bed with my stuffed moose, Jingle Bell. I pulled the covers over our heads and told Jingle Bell the whole story about Hulk and flunking the test and Carol Ann's plan. Jingle Bell understood, he always does. For a while I could hear dad yelling, Come on, Celtics! Then a commercial came on. After a minute, I heard Dad coming slowly up the stairs. I pretended to be asleep. I squeezed my eyes shut tight. My heart was pounding fast. Dad sat down on the edge of my bed. Beanie, he said, as he pulled the covers off my head. These are super papers! I opened my eyes wide. I sat up. It had worked. Carol Ann's dumb idea had worked. All except for the bottom one, he went on. Daddy, it wasn't my fault, I said, talking as fast as I could. It was all the dumb Ann's fault. Hulk was so dumb, he almost got lost in the pencil sharpener. And it was Kevin's fault too. He shouldn't have been sharpening a pencil right in the middle of a test. And Miss Babbitt shouldn't have let him. It's a rule about don't leave your seat during a test. And Carol Ann, she told me to trick you. It was all her fault. And Philip scared me. He told me I was dead. Dad put his hand gently over my mouth. Beanie, you seem to be blaming an awful lot of people for this. The only name I haven't heard is yours. Now calm down and tell me what happened. After I told him the whole story and told him the only reason I tricked him was on account of not wanting to miss Saturday morning cartoons till I'm grown up, he said, Do you think you're the first kid on earth ever to have a problem in school? Well, I bet you never did, I said. Yes, I did. My fifth grade teacher once sent a note home to my mother when I got into a fight at school. I was so scared I hid in my closet for six hours. My parents looked everywhere for me. They thought I was kidnapped. But then they found you and hugged you and everything was fine. Right, dad? Not on your life. I wasn't allowed out of the house to play for a month. I started to cry. I knew I was in trouble. Even more trouble than that time that I saw a frog hopping around near the front door of my school and let it in. Don't worry, Beanie, Dad said. I signed the paper. I know you do your best in school, but from now on, promise me you'll be honest. I promise. And you won't try to trick me, even if Carol Ann thinks it's a good idea? I won't. And whose fault was the F? Well, sort of mine. Daddy kissed me, first on my forehead, then on my nose. I hugged him so hard he grunted. Then he tucked me and Jingle Bell under the covers and wiped my tears with his big bandana handkerchief. The next morning at the bus stop, Carol Ann asked me how it had gone. My dad signed the paper. Your problems aren't over, you know, she told me. You have to explain to Miss Babbitt why your paper looks like it went through a war. I'm dead, I said. Want to know what I did when my dog chewed my homework to shreds? No, I yelled at Carol Ann. I got on the bus and sat next to Boomer Fenton.